You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Hello everyone and welcome to Oh What A Night, part of the 90 Min Podcast Network. As ever, we're here to break down the good, the bad, the ugly and the beautiful uh, in another 24 hours with Spurs, but also to look ahead to the North London derby. What really, whether you like it or not, regardless of where we are in the table, for every Spurs fan is still the biggest game of the season. Um, And we're coming into this one in some lovely form here to help me break it all down. Hunter Godson. All right, mate. Yeah, all good, mate. How are you? Yes, very well. <laughs> very well. Like, we've just spoken about this off air, but last night was it had this kind of really nice regulation win feel to it. So, like, you know how usually with with those sort of knockout games, it can be quite stressful. Last night wasn't stressful, which is mm. so coming to this one thoroughly refreshed. Jude, all good. Yeah, smashing lad. Um, yeah, nothing new to report. Had my little run post win and. Uh... Yeah. Break this down for me, Jude. So post, like post Spurs runs, defeats. Are you running away from the defeat? I mean, every run is running away from a problem in some <laughs> in some capacity, isn't it? Uh, this, is, this has got deep yeah. really quickly. Well, this is, Sean's not here. So. <laughs> Sean's here. You're literally taking it on for him. Mm. <laughs> no, today was just a uh, you know another regulation. So trot along the beach, and it's all it's all chill. If oh, they lose, it. it's straight after full time. Yeah, like five k smash out real quick. But get over it as fast as possible. Yeah. <laughs> and avoid any chat on Twitter, YouTube, or Match of the Day. And and Dan, um, late night for you. You said bit of a late night, Ben. Thanks for thanks for asking. Um, yeah, just just 
the game, <laughs> eight, the eight pm kickoffs. <laughs> what have I said? <laughs> the late kickoffs they do knock you for six, they don't they? Suddenly you're getting home at like midnight, half midnight. Mm. Well, I had a bit of a, I had a bit of a disaster because my um, girlfriend took my keys to work, so I couldn't drive to the game. Domestic oh. shocker. I had to get the train, which which That's feels very kind of otherworldly it's like before, yeah. now just so everyone knows like the the only kind of good thing about no fans is that i get to park at the stadium <laughs> which is why i want none of you to ever come back kind of casually sort of driving up there at every game and, and i had to get back on the train like the old days um it is quite weird about getting year, on public transports now it's like something a blade runner isn't it it's mm. all very kind of like dystopian like three or four other terrifying so i was going out there at rush hour and the victoria line was actually quite busy oh, I was was like, it? i've not been around this many people for so long i don't know what to do <laughs> getting like weirdly anxious just sort yeah. of sitting there shuffling yeah. around are you breathing on me are you looking yeah. at me <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm really going to enjoy when when things get sort of closely back to normal. The very British way in which people will see someone not wearing a mask and just be like, mm. "Oh, they won't say anything, <laughs> yeah. but they'll just tart or breathe really loudly, or maybe make a pa- passing remark to their partner who's on the train." I just don't understand why people can't wear a mask. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> very overly loud. Just sort of. <laughs> yeah. uh, I, I, I was going to ask Dan, did your partner take your keys so that you couldn't accidentally drive for another reason, though? Because <laughs> 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 the story, this story uh, didn't get revealed last week, oh did it? Oh, God, you've got to do it this, now. This is referring sure. to Thursday night. I mean, Sean loved this. I don't think it was actually that good a story. But <laughs> basically, on on last... No, sorry, this was last Sunday for the uh, Palace game. I accidentally drove to the Spurs training ground instead of the Spurs stadium. <laughs> Uh, that's quite funny. I'm sorry, that's favorite. good. That's good stuff. That's yeah, like I just hit the the wrong favorite on on Google Maps, and mm. and then normally I'd, I'd realize at the beginning of the journey is very similar. Like yeah. from my house, it's it, it's pretty much the same route until fairly near the end. And I was like, why is it sending me on the M25 to go to the stadium? This is very confusing. But I just thought, you know, you always just think Google knows something you don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, like Google omnipotent it must know about some major traffic jam on the a10 that i just have to avoid and then suddenly i was just at the training ground and i was like oh this is not right that's so interesting you say that google knows something you don't know i'm constantly trying to prove that man is smarter than ai by being like nah nah i won't say that no no way i'm going i'm taking a shortcut and then i eventually sort of realized that there's like a there was a road that's blocked off or is a one-way street and i'm like fuck's sake and then google i'd take knew. 20 minutes longer getting there anyway. I've, I've fully surrendered myself to google these days <laughs> the machines have run whatever it says <laughs> yeah. dan x machina mm. it's it, uh, really funny is that jude uh, sorry sean said on the whatsapp and I, I, the thing that tickled me was like there's just this image of you getting out the car at the training ground mm. just well, getting out the- of it <laughs> The, the, the thing is, I didn't realise until I was literally at the training ground. Like, that's how long it took me. I was obviously <laughs> just in a bit of a daze. It was it was Sunday afternoon. It was Sunday night, in fact. It was that, that uh, evening. Another another wretched evening kickoff. Um, so, yeah, it won't happen again. Yeah, the Sunday... I've got to be honest. The Sunday... The late on Sunday night is... Uh, I'm really not a fan of 7.15 Sunday night. I'm to watch everyone else play... 
and then eventually seep through. But having said that, we are very fortunate, very fortunate with that one. I mean, I would watch that game a, a million times over again. Um, let's let's jump into good, bad, ugly, beautiful. So we're, we're going to go very quickly through this um, from last night against Zagreb um, because we want to talk lots about North London derby and, and get stuck into that. So we're all going to take one section each. So Jude's going to go first. Tell us the good bits, Jude. I liked uh, I liked Sergio Aurier from from last night. Um, try, I've got my fast talking voice on now, so I'm just trying to go as quick as possible <laughs> to get onto. Um, but yeah, he's he's sort of made a quiet return to the team after being out injured, and uh, I thought he was really solid on against Palace as well, and uh, didn't let anything past him last night either. Won plenty of uh, tackles and was good in the air, and uh, yeah, it's just that. He provides a bit more physicality at right back and he's sort of quietly having a really decent season. Now he's got a few mistakes out of the way. Jude, I think he's won me over. Yeah, I think I'm there too, actually. It's quite scary, isn't it? Yeah, I don't like saying that out loud. It's like being in, in a relationship where you're like, you think it's that sort of is going really well and then you accidentally say something like, oh, I love you. And you're like, oh God, now it's serious. I'm there with Serge Aurier. If he's not our starting right back for our big games, I'm concerned. And that I think that tells you everything you need to know. Like he's he's, he's very much our first choice starting right back, isn't he? Sorry, but don't you think that says more about Doty? Yeah, that's why. That's, that's my view, yeah. personally. I, I, there was a not moment. To, not to be a downer in the good section. <laughs> 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 Shit on Oriate straight away. Yeah, that came around very quickly. <laughs> No, I think, it, I mean, one, yes, but also there was a moment yesterday when it's probably halfway through the first half and it might have been end on belly, it might have been Kane who looked to play the split pass between the left back and the centre back and it was Aurier that was overlapping and I immediately was like, oh, Aurier will be there with his pace to get in beyond and I, that, then I was like, Jesus, I'm actually expectant of him now. And he put in a really great cross into the box. And he also got the, I, I know he won't get the assist, but the, the cross back for Harry Kane's second goal. Yeah. I just I just think he's raised his levels. I think he, he he's now a consistent performer. Yeah, he's definitely performing at a much higher level than he was in the last couple of years. But let's be really honest. It's not hard to do better than the last couple of years because they weren't great. <laughs> <laughs> I've got, we're not giving him it I've got, no, I've got PTSD I will give him everything this season he's been he's been really he's been good um, he's been he's been really good in the games that he's played he's not made nearly as many silly mistakes his crossing's improving his positioning's improving I think confidence is a big part of that he looks more confident in running beyond the man knowing the ball will come to him uh, and then there's just a little asterisk that You've got uh, scar tissue. I've got a scar tissue. I've been hurt. I've been burnt. Yeah. 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 Be gentle with me. I breathe easily. <laughs> I feel the same um, as Hunter. Uh, he's definitely the first you? choice. But yeah, I, I, I think I don't feel it really any differently about him as so I have Dan, done for the past what? 18 months, probably. The whole of Jose, I think he's been kind of decent, but but I feel like he, he does still have a mistake in him. So are you still are you still the version of Jose standing in the change room and going, I'm scared of you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I am that Jose. I am okay. picking him in the team, but telling him beforehand in a really morale boosting way that I think he's probably going to fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> you are a fucking so shit good. marker. <laughs> uh, 
Jude, uh, any other any other performers we should be highlighting from last night? Uh, well, By the way, I'm, I'm a little bit. I'm, <laughs> you're not allowed to say Eric Lamella or Tangi and Dombele. They've been reserved for later on. Okay, well, I'll, I'll say Kane then because he, he scored twice and uh, he was generally pretty good. I don't know if that's going to cause any. Uh, any I mean, among the Water Night, we don't crew, need but... to alert the village elders or anything. <laughs> Groundbreaking journalism. Okay, we've given him two thumbs up. Decent. (laughs) Although we should sort of say that the the way he created space for the second goal is an elite, elite, elite striker, right? Mm. Because he sort of, the defenders made the mistake, but then he makes him make another mistake with just a little drag back, push forward in space, through his legs, across the keeper. It's everything right. I imagine there'll be striking coaches out there clipping that and going. That's how we create a yard of space in the area. Harry Brooks. Just, <laughs> <laughs> there's, there is some, we probably should be pointing out as well. I mean, he's hit 25 goals for the season again, which is ridiculous <clears throat> doing it so consistently. He's also now, I think, one of only six or seven players to have scored 10 goals in the calendar year already, um, wow. which is just amazing. And And what still baffles me is that I get tagged so often in posts from BT, ESPN, Sky, who consistently leave him out of any comparative scoring chart for Haaland or mm. any of the other young players coming through. It's strange, isn't Harry it? Kane out of it. It's, it's almost mental. because his stats are much closer to those that are coming through. Do you know what I mean? And they want to make the <laughs> they want to make the jump look bigger. I neeked out the other day. They mm. did the. They did the. Um. I think it was Harland's the, the yeah, fastest to. Was it ten fastest Champions to League? Twenty. Goals? Twenty. I think it's twenty. Yeah, 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 twenty. 20. Like, so then I was bullshit. like, "Well, I'm going to look it up." And I was like, <laughs> and I sort of got really flustered and looked it up, and then realised everyone had already done it in the comments. But just for my own peace of mind, I was like, "Come on!" Yeah, because Kane was the holder of that, wasn't he? Until Harland yeah. broke it, Kane was the holder. So it is a it, it is a weird thing. I think it also comes back to what we were saying about maybe underrated maybe it's just that superstar status he's not very cool he's not you know yeah i think that does come into it a lot of the time he's not very sexy there's also an element of just taking him for granted and i think like Mm. that's relevant in regards to last night because it's easy to just kind of shrug off that level of brilliance i think and to be like oh you know it's the europa league but yeah it it shouldn't be taken for granted basically Mm playing like that you know not only in front of goal but just his passing and and movement and the way he kind of ran the game from a deep position was just exceptional again and um, I think Dinamo were were decent and very feisty side you know well organized technically fine with a couple of really nice players and it it was a pretty solid routine professional win last night and I'm not sure it would have been without Kane doing what Kane does. And uh, uh, Dan, I suppose we should also point out as well, just from a leadership point of view, Kane was phenomenal last night, wasn't he? Just any time it felt like Zagreb were getting too much into people. He was the first person there, but also he spent the entire night in the ref's ear as well, making sure that it, it didn't get too far out of control. Yeah, and I think we'll come on to that in your section, but it was one of those games like Zagreb were, were properly up in people's faces and, and their bench was pretty animated and Mourinho got animated in response. So you need that on the on the field when the opposition's giving it. And Kane's definitely 
got that in, in his game. You know, there's not much he doesn't have, and yeah, he's more than than willing to kind of be a bit gobby when 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 it's called for. I think. <laughs> so we're going to move on to the bad, and I'll take the bad section just before we do. We should say um, we haven't forgotten about Soko. We haven't forgotten about Lucas's uh, cameo last night as well, um, and he has been performing, hasn't he, Dan? He's probably going to play at ten in the North London derby, which is why he didn't start last night. And I, and I think it has to be said that like that that's been a really surprising kind of masterstroke from Mourinho. I think he's mm. getting the best out of Lucas, and I think he just has this kind of crazy unpredictability in that position. You don't really know where his first touch is going to go or or what he's going to do. Mm. And he's also got that ability to go past people. He, he can do it in the Premier League as well. He, he can beat a man or two and win a free kick, which is something that Delhi doesn't really have. You no. know, he can't no. beat a man in, in the same way. Um and I just think Lucas is, is working in there at the moment in the league um, in a way that I never really expected him to. And I think, put it this way, like if the, the lineup is announced, you know, an hour before kickoff on Sunday and, and Lucas isn't at number 10, I don't think anyone's heart is going to kind of sink in the way that it might have done, you know, a month or even a few weeks ago. Mm. Um, and I don't think there'll mm. be many people based on kind of current form who would be upset to see him starting ahead of Delhi or no. Lamella. It's hard to put it. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And the other thing that he adds in there is just he's brilliant at winning the ball back. He's an absolute nuisance because of his centre of gravity and how quick he is. He can get round you and nick the ball really quickly as he did against in, in the Palace game. But it's just, a, it's just a, with Spurs pressing now, which I love, by the way, <laughs> it just means that, it just <laughs> means that he is an organised press as well. Yeah. Well, I think that, yeah. I know we're trying to skip through to it, but I think it should be noted that a few few months ago when we used to trade players in and out of the Europa League team, everything fell apart. Now we've found a cohesive way of playing where you seem to be able to swap players in and out. And there's a, there's a style still at least, and we still have a, a threat going forward, which we which we definitely didn't before. So Jose deserves a lot of credit for that because he's he's found a style that works and you know we've got wins on the bounce now. So on the on the the bad side, the only bad thing that I've got is that we should have killed this game off. We should have put it to bed. I heard Glenn Hoddle talking post-match and I think he kind of got it spot on where he said it's a good result, it's not a great result. Because 2-0 the tie's very much up in the air and it means that we've got to travel with the intention of playing a lot of the big boys, which is is frustrating. At least you think at least five or six of your kind of first team will have to in some way feature in that starting 11 and, and have an impact to at least 60 minutes. Hopefully they'll go on their score and it means that um, Zagreb will need four goals to, to turn it around. But it's frustrating that we're in that position um, given that there was there was a lot of opportunities wasn't there I, I think you're right Glenn sort of nailed it last night and and the one one that he really he got right was Gareth Bale again his refusal to use his right foot right at the death <laughs> he comes he, he sort of shapes his body around it I think it's Bergwijn who, who dinks it back post and if Bale leads with his right wherever it hits his leg it's going to go back across goal it's almost but he tries to get around it with his left and ends up missing and missing the opportunity. If that goes in, yeah, you do think, right, we can really play quite a rogue team, knowing that Zagreb have to come out and have to try and um have to try and score goals and we'll leave massive gaps. 
And you know that the reason they changed their tacks in the second half was because they wanted they wanted to try and stop Spurs getting in behind. Well, next in the only thing you can say is next Thursday they do have to come out because they didn't really create anything yesterday, but they have to come out next week. And I do think it's not great that we have to play we'll have to play some of the big boys, but I think you can get away with playing Vinicius. I think you can get away with playing Bergvine, I have to say. Um so He's not he's not gonna drop the sun, is he? The army man will play forever and always. <laughs> Just it did. It did seem like a team that was like uh, set up to try and win it within sixty minutes. Like Spurs have in the Europa League, they have gone out and scored like three, four within that time frame. And I was, you know, seeing Son and Kane start again. It was very much like let's try and get the the tie won within that within that time frame. Um, but yeah, a couple of things didn't come off. That and Dombele penalty wasn't given, um, despite it being like GBH, which is a bit frustrating. Um, GBH, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, they'll they'll still have, they should have more than enough to should score a couple. In the ugly, then should we let go on to the the kind of persistent fouling, Hunter? I think you can take this one. Yeah, I mean, look. It's a it's a way of playing. It's a way of breaking up the game. It's a way of defending. Uh, I I'm never gonna. I I quite enjoy teams that are really physical. I think it's I think it's sort of a dying art in a way. Um, but I th- last night, the second half especially, you saw that there there'd clearly been uh, a decision to try and sort of get in get in amongst it is what the old sort of English coaches would have called it. But just sort of get up in their faces, make everything really difficult for them pick up the fouls where you can, break up the play, make it really choppy, and then we'll try and get them on the counter-attack. We're going to draw them in, draw them in, piss them off, draw them in, piss them off. And the player who really took majority of the battering was um, Tango and Dumbele. But I think it's he rode it so well because what he did was, rather than getting all angry, and he doesn't get really angry, he just he just rode the tackles where he needed to, stayed down. And what it did, it just drained the game for them. It slowed the game down made it hard for them to sort of get anything together. And the thing was, they weren't getting close to him. They weren't getting close to tackling him. He had a really good game and he has become a bit of a, a uh, I don't know, he he just seems to draw fat in the same way that Jack Grealish does. He can move his leg in really intelligent ways to sort of protect his body. So you're never getting close to the ball when you think you are. And he sort of, he does that so well. And I think it's so important for a player in that position to be able to pick up fouls. And um, so although it's it was quite ugly and, you know, some there were some rogue tackles going in and there was quite a lot of words um, uh, sort of exchanged between the players, uh, you know, that it's just sort of part, part and parcel of the game, isn't it? OK, Dan, take us home. You you lucky man, you get to do the Eric Lamella section in The Beautiful. <laughs> well, I've spent my career picking up Eric Lamella, so I'm loving it. <laughs> <laughs> I love that your two careers are just intertwined since you joined Spurs. My career, what, my career is a lamella enthusiast. Um, <laughs> yeah, like daughter. essentially, it's like your calling, your vocation. It's just he arrived it's, at Spurs and you career. knew it was time. It's not work, it's, it's passion. Uh, <laughs> you never work another day in your life. Were you on the lamella train before before he moved to Spurs, Dan? Or was it? Pro- God, no, I didn't know who he was. <laughs> <laughs> you weren't Fair. watching him at like under nine tournaments in Argentina and thinking, I mean, God, I this guy. Been, you know, <laughs> yeah. I found the of him at under nine tournaments in Argentina. Yeah, yeah. There is a, there is a clip of him as a kid doing a Rabona that you can find. Yeah, um, you can, tell, you can tell people that now. 
that's a good use of your Saturday. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I, I just thought it, um, this is slightly tongue in cheek, but the the kind of run before Kane's goal, everything about that move just kind of was characteristic. Lamella, you know, he, he picked up the ball, I think, from Davis and and turned, and somehow in the process of turning, kind of stamped on his, his man who, who went down in a. Then there was a nice kind of dribble forward, um, which, which looked like it was going to have sort of too many touches and, and end up going nowhere. But then came the ball roll, which took at least one defender out of the game, maybe one and a half. Um, and then suddenly the, the goal was at his mercy and all he had to do was kind of side foot it in with his right foot and it would have been a, a great goal. But of course he went outside of his left boot um, and gave himself a really tough angle. So obviously it hit the post and, and then came tucked it in but it was just you know every, everything you associate with Lamella was, was kind of in that move um, so I really enjoyed it and I thought he was on a more serious note I thought he was kind of good again really like he he harried pretty well um, he made enough of a difference in, in the final third um, he loves a North London derby so I do wonder whether um, you know that he's given Mourinho a bit of a decision to make um, he sort of adds similar characteristics to the ones I was talking about with Lucas earlier in that he's quite unpredictable he adds intensity he works really hard um, and he can go past people um, not quite at the same speed or, or rate as Lucas which I think will, will give Lucas the edge but um, uh, you know I, I wouldn't rule out him starting at 10 on Sunday. Um, Dan this is slightly off topic but I turned to someone off the back of that goal yesterday and I said how many times out of 10 do you think you would score the Harry Kane rebound off the post? He probably made it look easy. Didn't I? I mean, I, I need to watch, watch it back. I'm sure he made it look really easy and it was actually quite tough. Um, I mean, we all know Hunter's giving himself, you know, a, a very high hit rate. Uh, this, this... <laughs> How many Ndombele's? <in> <laughs> ben came with the Ndombele's. I'm not having this. Ben gave me I said... You I asked said, me to. <laughs> yeah, I did. Yeah, okay. You say two for me. <laughs> like, I'm uh, kicking that in the goal. I don't care. Yeah, I back myself there. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> no dice, right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to have a look at it now and then I'm going to come back to it. Okay? <laughs> by the end of the by the end of the but it was it was like perfect Lamella, wasn't it absolutely magic and we are seeing I think we're seeing a lot more uh, of that side of Lamella at the moment it seems to be getting into a bit of a groove they asked him post-match whether he felt as if he was in in kind of the best shape he's been and he didn't really commit to it but I, I definitely think he's in a in a much better place physically is this, is this the longest he's been uninjured for it I suppose it does feel like that doesn't it because honestly I can't I can't remember a season where he hasn't come in at the beginning everyone's gone this is the year then he disappears basically not in and out he's in and out the squad but there are injuries that are stopping him sort of get a run together and then I mean this is sort of maybe how you have to use him right like incredibly sparingly he's good good in these games and he's just never gonna he's never gonna go further than that me or Dan, Dan's I love that Dan's just got an advert for Well Woman. <laughs> Sorry, <it's> not <laughs> even sponsored by them, Dan. I'm watching the Kane goal. Yeah, amazing. I tell you what, let's get on to the North London derby. So let's start with um, how it's going to play out. Then we'll do our our kind of hoped, expected eleven, and then we'll finish with our all-time favourite North London derby moments. Right. Um, so I'm going to interject. I'm going to interject. Go on. Go on. I'm giving myself. Oh, I'm, I'm scoring that. 
Oh yes. Excellent. I'll say a modest six out of ten. I think I'm more likely than not to put it in, but the the, the keeper does cover. Keeper does well. A fair amount of ground, so. Yeah. It's not as easy I worry it. that I shank that. I worry that I just panic. I'm doing the lamella and have to take it with my left. No chance with your on left the right. So, yeah. out. No, I'm going to have to take a touch as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Two defenders back on you by the time you shoot. Um, right. So firstly, just Hunter and I did a, uh, a bit of a chat with an Arsenal fan this morning for his pod. Um, Harry Simeon, who's on, does a lot of great work on on 90 minutes as well um and what we kind of reached was this idea that maybe the game doesn't carry as much weight in terms of like the the league position or kind of like its impact on the league um because of the the cups because of the fact that both teams really need to have have an important campaign in the Europa League is that sort of fair hunter is that where we got to yeah i think that's a, a good a good I think I think he basically it was is this the most important game of the season? Probably not, especially with the Carabao Cup and the Europa League still knocking around, and because of the sort of narrative that Mourinho comes with, where it's it's sort of all or nothing. We need cups. It no longer, you know. Whereas in other seasons, you know, the Premier League was the be all end of it. I don't. It just feels like we need those those tournament the cup wins. Sorry. Um, but at the same time, we did sort of say all that and then go back to. <laughs> yeah, but I want to bat you. You, no, you useless arseless. <laughs> yeah. I want us to absolutely destroy you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Well, how do you think it's going to play out, Jude? What have you made of Arsenal recently? I, I'm sort of quietly confident, just because yes. Arsenal they have this disaster gene at the moment. What well, I say at the moment, it's been there for a, a few years, and that's not me just slagging them off. But they, <laughs> they, they do like because Spurs make silly mistakes, but Arsenal do it pretty hilariously as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but one of like the main reasons why I'm quietly confident is I can sort of see Mourinho's post-match um, interview where he comes out and like a reporter asks if he's if he's like shocked that Spurs haven't won there since 2010 or in the league or whatever it is, and he goes, "Ah, uh, yeah." Well, get used to it. This is how it works. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Can feel it. that one out if they yeah. do win. Yeah. <laughs> what about you, Dan? Nervous at all? Yeah, I mean, I think there's there's always a kind of element of trepidation before a North London derby. I mean, my my sort of big theory about the North London derby is that the more confident one set of fans should be, based on form and mood at the club the less confident they should be, if, mm, if that yeah. makes sense. So it, it always seems to, to sort of go against the form book. It's one of those derbies that actually really conforms to the cliche, I think. Like, it, it's rarely about what's come before. Um, and a lot of the time, it feels like the side who are expected to win just don't. So on that basis, you know, the, the count no chickens. But... Yeah, I, I, I agree with Jude. I mean, I think that there is this, this kind of disaster gene in Arsenal and I think that their confidence will obviously be quite fragile. Um, I mean, Hank, the, the... Can I throw out one exception just as like to oh, that? Because yeah. I 100% agree. Having said that, I did come into the game earlier in the season thinking the exact same thing. And I mm, thought we were yeah. so professional in that game. Yeah. And, and that's, that's, you know, that's the thing uh, that, that you, you kind of, 
you know, that's where you hope kind of Mourinho can can sort of make the difference. I mean, just going back to last night, I, mean, I almost feel, I don't know whether this is, you know, reading into it too much or, or, or giving Mourinho too much credit, but I mean, that, that felt like a very kind of professional performance. And, you know, I, I just wondered whether his, his experience was, was a kind of nice factor in that. It seemed like everything went pretty smoothly and you, you hope that his kind of, been there and done that um, experience, particularly over Arteta, would would kind of mitigate that that element of randomness and, and unpredictability that I just talked about. Um, I think the the big question for him, right, is 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 the same one we've had all season, just the same balance issue. It's like, do you sit back and let Arsenal shoot themselves in the foot, which they are the absolute masters of, or do you come at them? and try and use Bale, Kane and, and so on to just kind of overwhelm them. That is the big question. And both both approaches to me actually look pretty sensible. Yeah. Um, so it's really interesting, it'd be really intriguing to sort of know how he's going to play. What would you prefer? I mean, obviously I always prefer like going for it and sort of playing, playing to strengths. But, you know, if there's one team where you, you can just kind of sit off them, let them have the ball and just let Zaka kick it into the net or something. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I totally Lads. would understand why. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I totally understand the kind of lads it's Arsenal <laughs> great reference I, oh no I should have said that I would almost prefer sitting back because of how do you remember la, end of last season when we sat back yeah. and beat them 2-0 mm. and, and do you David remember Louise how, did it for us do you remember how <laughs> triggered Arsenal fans got by the fact that we actually didn't play any football. We didn't play, yeah, we didn't play any football really. And then we just scored two goals when they made mistakes, as Dan said, when 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 they decided to make the mistakes, we were there and we scored. I almost find that more fun against Arsenal. Now battering them five, six nil with a really attacking performance, that would be beautiful. But beating them one nil where we basically do nothing for 90 minutes, I think I could get on board with that one just with Arsenal. Do you know what? I think Dan sort of like eased us into this next bit. Do do we feel like the team almost picks itself? I wrote it down yesterday and I was like, I think there's only two positions that I'm a little bit unsure of at the moment. Um, and the two that I had were the number 10 role and potentially whether Oreo is fit enough to do two games in quick succession. Hmm. But is everyone else kind of in agreement that the, the, the rest of the positions pick themselves? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And that's brilliant. That's probably the first time this season, right, where we where we can go, right, that's the best team or everyone's fit and we can actually pick the best team. Um, and uh, th- and it's helped the football massively. You know, it, we're just much better to watch at the moment because of it. And Regulon's brilliant. So, you know, that's, <laughs> that's the other side <laughs> of that. Um, so then who starts at 10? I, I think Lucas, yeah. I think... You've got to play the form players, right? And and he is the form player. Um, you know, Delhi Delhi maybe gets a shout because of how much he turns up in this game. I'm not sure if Mourinho really cares much for that, though. Um, so, yeah, I think Lucas. And then at right back, fairly confident that Aurier will start? Yeah, fingers crossed. Don't, like, dirties. 
we we've made our feelings known on Matt Doherty, haven't we? It's, He's an Arsenal fan as well. Bit so. of a tough one, but yeah, he, pr- he probably did a shot and kick into his own net. So. <laughs> there would be big chat if there was a mistake from him in the dark. Yeah. <laughs> Shall we do our changing own goals? For- <laughs> <laughs> uh, Shall we do our, our favourite ever uh, North London derby moments? Because I think everyone's probably got one, haven't they? Um, but has anyone got one that they'd like to sh- to pop out first? I sort of put mine. I sort of put this to Twitter yesterday as a as a question, just just to see what the the general consensus was. But mine mine is uh, Aaron Lennon scoring the fourth in a four all draw at the Emirates. Um, I think we're four one down. You know, it's one of those where half the fans had left. Uh, it was just it was a beautiful moment. Luka Modric volleys it from about thirty yards out. It takes a nick. He goes over the keeper, comes out to Lennon, who just slots at home, who goes over to the fans, fans on the pitch. Harry Redknapp looks like he's about to have a heart attack. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> and and on it was one of those, it was one of those moments that was like, oh, things are starting to change here. That's what I remember thinking. And I was watching it with a lot of friends. I would have been 16. I was watching it with a lot of friends, all who supported Arsenal. I got I got jumped big time at full time because I was like, hey, first time in ages who actually got <laughs> and um and it was just uh, yeah a, a moment that has really really stayed with me uh from that from that game the same year we beat them 5-1 as well so it's probably a good year um, oh a good year that one yeah it's the Bentley game isn't it right yeah it is the Bentley oh. game the the ridiculous volley um, yeah I mean it had a, a bit of everything goal. that game it had a bit of everything it um, did didn't it and it like it is the post match as well, which is just lovely. I feel him standing there saying that I'm gonna fly home. I feel like Superman. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Jude, what's uh, what's what's your one? Um, I'm gonna nick um, Sean's that he he replied to your Twitter post mm. with uh, Hunter, just because um, it's the first North London derby I went to as a fan. I went to the League Cup game. The following season, where Matthew Flamley scored twice, so that's oh the only God. other fun I've been in, which is one of the most guff games I've ever seen. Going up there on a Tuesday night and having a look at Fazio playing his last game for Spurs wasn't <laughs> wasn't wasn't the one. Um, but yeah, it's sort of purely because we had we have the perfect view for Kane's header. Um, this is the 2015 2-1 win where uh, he scored twice. The one was like a tap in from a corner, and then. You were at that one, Jake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was oh, like right in the stand. God. Right, the, the yeah, it was a, oh. yeah, it was a, yeah, where um, Bento, Bento like the won. Yeah, I mean, it goes down as that, doesn't it? But <laughs> it wasn't like it was created by Nabil Bentaleb. <laughs> <laughs> it was like Kane has to like jog backwards to get his, like arch his neck to get on the end of it. Um, but we just had this view, this perfect view from up in the stand of it just coming over David Ospina, who just had he could just mm. do nothing about it, and then oh. it wheeled away to the opposite corner. Um, the roar in the stadium like, must have been yeah, amazing. It was, it was yeah. such a good I don't, I such say, a good vibe. Go and check out that thread on, on my feed, because there's James Moore um, posted uh, from, the, from the 5-1 win, he was like, listen to listen to the sound of the crowd when Aaron Lennon's four, when the fourth goes in, listen to the sound of the crowd. And it's got no commentary on it, which is a blessing because our old commentator, God, the more highlights I was looking at with our old commentator, I was like, God, he's 
rubbish. <laughs> no offense if you're listening, mate, but <laughs> probably found another job now that isn't commentating. He's a bit squeaky, um, though, isn't he? He just he had no yeah, he had no strength in his voice for it. Um, but the roar of the crowd, genuinely, I got goosebumps, and I just really, I was like, God, it's going to be so good having having crowds back in for games when we when we can get them back. God, that's special, wasn't it? That I was just thinking, I was literally just sitting there just thinking about that ball. Just sort of, it was in the air for ages. Mm. So it was in the air for mm. so long, but it was just so perfect. Um, Dan, you've got a million to choose from. What's your favourite? Yeah, I mean, uh, well, I was going to say the same one as uh, Jude and, and apparently Sean. Um, the, the, the 2015 game that just felt, it felt not only like a, a sort of massive win at the time and one of many moments over the years that you sort of wondered was a, a shift in the balance of power, but but also it felt like the kind of uh, another moment that, that when Kane sort of truly announced himself as as a really special talent. Um, you, back then, I mean that that was still in in the sort of era of of him being called a one hit wonder and mm-hmm. one season wonder, and you didn't know whether it was just a hot streak. But I think you know the way he just kind of took control of that game. Um, and I watched it in Nepal. I was on holiday in Nepal in this kind of bar with um, with like fumes from this generator. Like they have um, kind of sporadic power cuts in Kathmandu, like different parts of the city, like just lose power mm. occasionally. But this bar had a generator to like keep the TV going. And, when, <laughs> and that happened during the game. So it was just this, it was like diesel fumes everywhere. And I, I think I was quite delirious. And I was just watching it like, this is great. Um <laughs> So that that was just a kind of interesting personal memory, but I think um, that that stands out. And then the in terms of the 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 five one um, that Hunter mentioned, I mean, w- my memory of that game is is not feeling like Spurs had won it till literally they'd, they'd won it. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, to go back to sort of PTSD, there, there was just so much kind of scar tissue of, of horrendous collapses against Arsenal, or just. Yeah. Or just sucker punches that I, I as as a supporter, um, watching as a supporter as I, as I was then, like I could not relax until <laughs> literally the game was over. I, that's how I felt against United earlier this yeah. season. That I'd, honestly, <laughs> the scarring of the five three has yeah. ruined me forever, always. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there, yeah, there was a there'll be Spurs fans listening. I imagine we're reaching that point now where there's Spurs fans that now are probably not old enough to remember the fact that Arsenal just in the 90s just destroyed us. We literally couldn't get near to them and in the early noughties. And the well. noughties, yeah. yeah. Like most of the noughties, yeah. And then we had this sort of switch in power. And I remember like a mate of mine used to tell a joke. He used to say that like Dennis Burkamp says to his mates before playing Spurs, Tottenham are so crap, guys, you might as well all go to the pub and I'll play them on my own. <laughs> and they're like, yeah, cool, sure, Dennis, you, you take them on. And then they, they all go to the pub and they've got the game running on teletext, just the, the scores running on teletext, the internet of its day. <laughs> but um, essentially, we just have the scorers and the score. And it's after 10 minutes, it says 1-0 Arsenal, Burkamp. And then it gets to, to 60 minutes and then it says one all. Tottenham, Sheringham, mm. and then it gets to 90 plus one and it says 2-1 Tottenham, Sheringham scored the second one. Dennis Burkamp comes and joins them in the in the pub and uh, and 
they said, oh, Dennis, what happened? Then he goes, oh, I got sent off in the 61st minute. <laughs> and it, and it, it, it used to like, it used to absolutely kill me because like the thing was, is that Arsenal fans used to make jokes like that at our expense yeah. every single bloody season. Yeah. So it's such a treat that finally we're at that point where yeah. we're starting to look at it. The other well, I've got a real life story that I, that I still am not over, which my dad doesn't know anything about football. Like he does not know anything at all he's, he's he's not interested and sometime in the early noughties um when arsenal were just dominating spurs and spurs were completely in their shadow and it was kind of omri and Vieira, blah 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 but there was a we had a family party and my um my uncle got talking who's a big he's a big spurs fan and sports fan somehow persuaded my dad to put a massive bet on arsenal being spurs and i was like a sort of as, as a kid i was incandescent with rage and was like you are gonna get you know you're gonna lose all that money and it was quite a big bet my dad's never put on a bet before or since about over anything and Spurs went one nil I need to find out what the game is Spurs went one nil up in the first five minutes and I was loving it and <laughs> then Arsenal won like four one yeah well <laughs> yeah <but laughs> I just, just never forget kind of sitting there and, and being gleeful at the prospect of my dad being out of pocket and then him just kind of casually collecting Laughing all the way to the back. I have definitely got a worst Derby moment, which it was on my 18th or 19th birthday. And I was, it was the day after my birthday was uh, North London Derby. And my friends had sorted it out so we could go to the Emirates before go around the changing room, blah, blah, blah. What they didn't tell me is they told the woman in charge of it all that I was an Arsenal fan. So as we got to the stadium <laughs> and we do all the thing, we're in the change room, we're in the exec box, having this, having a lovely old time. But the game starts, Spurs go 2-0 up, Adebayor and Saha score. And I'm like, God, this is amazing. This is, I'm so hungover as what well. What a day. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm in the Arsenal end, so I'm having to sit there very quietly, very smugly, just like glasses on. We're wearing a big coat because it's February. <laughs> And then Arsenal just start scoring goals. I think Robin Van Persie started scoring goals, goals, goals. I think it was 5-2, the final they score. They didn't they score five. from kickoff? From one yeah, oh my God, it was pathetic. And we just fell apart. After the game, the woman who's running all comes up to us and is like, got, I've got a special thing for you. You can come this way. So she takes us all down. And at the bottom of the stairs is just Robin Van Persie. And he's like, oh, you can come and sit with us in the players' room. And I was like, oh, and so he's sitting there going, he's sitting there going, so you're an Arsenal fan? I'm going, yeah, it's great. Day. <laughs> the, day. the moments pause in your head where you're like, I'm going to have to say yeah. yes. I, I cannot say, do I cannot say no here. So yeah, but anyway, got to meet Modric and Bale after the game, which as like a as a big Spurs fan, I was very happy with and uh yeah, just had Did to you get have to tell them it. you're an Arsenal fan? No, I sort of walked out <laughs> with the <laughs> Arsenal bit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, very awkward. Very awkward. Oh, amazing. Well, look, fingers crossed. This is it's more good, positive stories this weekend. And um, do you know what? I think like, I remember Gareth Bale's not got an awful record against Arsenal. The moment that I would have picked out would have been the 2-1 where Danny Rose scored. And then I think Bale scored the, the second, that lovely flick yeah, past Chesney. Um, so it'd be lovely to see him do that again. I hope you enjoyed the pod today, guys. Make sure you leave us a review and a rating. Um, if you did, think about subscribing as well. Uh, we'll be back again on Monday. We'll be, we'll be running through the North London Derby. And then, am I right in saying this international break? 
Oh, yeah, no, we might have to do no the week of then the Europa League Villa. Then Villa then yeah, yeah, one more oh, week. Europa League Villa then international break. Right, yeah. yeah. So we've we've need to get thinking about another Q and A, don't we? Another we got or a very special guest. Oh wowzers! Okay, <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. Right, so we'll leave you stewing on that one. We'll see you all on Monday. What a feeling! What a night! Save big on brunch for mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.